Welcome to Janolaism. I am your host, Jasmine Nola, and this is my podcast where I say what I want and I keep it real. I discuss celeb gossip, reality TV, and everything I'm going through weekly. While I talk, I'm usually sipping my drink of choice. Now, that would have been my intro probably three years ago, but things have changed, and we are adding a new segment called Realish. This is going to be where I'm either talking about serious topics going on in the world or interviewing someone about a certain topic, whether it be race in America, becoming a mother, a business owner, so on, so on. You get it. I'm going to have a different guest every week. They're usually my friends or my family and sometimes literally a total stranger. So sit back and enjoy. This is my advice, my opinion, and as you all know, you can either take it or leave it. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Jay Nolaism. I'm your host, Jasmine Nola, obviously, and we're doing our Monday reality recap of Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's kind of short. This episode was, I would give it, if I'm rating, I would give it a, I was going to say a five, but I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say a 6.2 out of 10. Not a lot happened, but we learned a lot. You know, that is the difference between a good episode and learning a lot. This wasn't a bad episode. It wasn't a great episode, but it was a good episode because we got a lot of information. So let's dive in. First off, Melania, was it Melania? She, Tere, first off, Teresa has so many kids, I don't really even know their names besides Gia. Because I used to be able to tell them um, by their age and their size, but now they're all kind of in the same um, height range. So, like, I don't know. Like, I used to know Melania was the one that kind of looked like a, um, she looked some type of animal, very scruffy, and she was short, and those eyebrows and that hair, and the way, like, her hair kind of, um, you know how, like, if you're parted down the middle and your hair kind of just falls, hers kind of comes forward like a loop. Am I making sense? I'm probably not. It's fine. Anyway, that's how I used to know who Melania was. I'm assuming that this is Melania. If I'm wrong, you can totally correct me. Don't care because I'm saying it. Um, so Melania tells Teresa uh, that she's just going to hire someone to do her schoolwork. Like she's going to hire another kid to do her schoolwork and pay them. I, an entrepreneur. I mean, how can you not love these children? They, they're just smart because let me say this. Uh, my senior year, we had to do like a paper. I paid someone to do my paper. It was an easy paper. I don't know why I didn't do it, but I didn't want to do it. I think I paid him like 50 bucks. Yeah. And, and actually I'm dumb. He was smart because he didn't write my paper for me. I paid him to write my paper. He, what did he tell me? He told me his computer crashed. He had a Mac. That doesn't even happen. Macs don't crash. Um, and he texted me, said it crashed and that I could just use, he was like, but I still have my paper in my email, like that I use for my senior paper. And we had two totally different teachers and I was, and everyone kind of had the same topic. I think from what I remember had to, because I used the paper and I never got in trouble for that. I was very nervous for that. I was, I was, because I didn't know if like the teachers were kind of like comparing papers from other classes. Um, but obviously they weren't. So, fun fact about me, I'm a cheat. Let's move on. Um, 
we this episode focused a lot on Jennifer, which you know we stand uh, Jennifer Aiden and Dr. Bill. Love them. Um, we did get into um, her parents. I'm going to push that to the end, but I just want to say I talked about this when we first started the Jersey recaps. When you start digging into the housewife's past, especially their upbringing, it explains so much about them. So I love this episode because I feel like we got to understand a lot about Jennifer, a lot about her culture. And even though, yes, she's like this white woman, she is... She's not Italian, you know, she's Turkish, she's from a different country and her background and her culture is very different from especially what we've seen on Jersey. Like Jersey has been so Italian that we kind of haven't seen anything else. So I love that we get to see this new culture. I'd love to see a black woman on there, but you know, that's just my personal preference. Well, let's move on. Um, I will say when Jen and her mom were talking, Jen tells her about Margaret. Jen's mom is not for Margaret. Her quote was, she has no right to attack you, which is right. It's just very obvious. I talked about it last episode. Marge and Jen just don't click. That is what it is. I think Marge, I said this last time and I hate repeating myself. I think Marge is jealous of Jen. I just think that's what it is. Um, and then also why Jen and her mom were talking her mom started crying and telling her how lucky she is to have Bill. And I, out of, I would say, I'm not even going to say just Jersey, out of any real housewife husband, I find Bill to be top tier. It's not about his looks. His money is obviously always a plus, but I'm not talking about the money. I'm talking about overall, he seems like a very loving and caring husband. And Fendi, not right now, sit down. Um, and that he is just so, like, even him just simply, like, helping his wife buckle her shoe. It's just, like, the little details that you should all focus on that show what kind of man he is. Like, he doesn't think he's better than, he doesn't think, like, oh, like, don't ask me to put help you do your shoe, figure it out for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, another husband I could see helping, Kyle, Mauricio, he would help her with her shoe. Um, who else? I, Wendy from Potomac, her husband, what is her husband's name? Eddie. Eddie would put on her shoe. You know, like those are the type of men. Those are top tier men. Um, I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think of men that wouldn't put on their shoe, but I can't think. PK would never put on Dorit's shoe. Never. Ken, Ken would put on Lisa Vanderpump's shoe. He would. But that's about it. And I don't watch Dallas, so I can't name any of them. Todd would never. Todd, uh, Candy's husband, Atlanta, he would, he already feels inferior to Candy because she makes all that money. He's always crying about how she's doing too much. He would never put on her shoe because he would feel like it was bringing him down as a man. That's a whole other black man thing. Okay, let me move on. So, she start, so her mom starts crying and her mom is like, you don't know how lucky you are to have Bill and like what an amazing husband he is. And like, he's just so great. And obviously we all see that, but it really touched her mom. And like, I can say this personally because, you know, I'm getting married. If you, if I haven't talked about it already before, Oh, I have a pimple on my chin. It hurts. Um, anyway. So Harvey's like, I hate that my texts pop up on my, 
I have a very, like my, my, my mindset is very short. So like when texts pop up on my laptop, I just look at it. So Robbie's texting me and now I'm like, oh, I lost what I was saying. Anyway, what I was saying was my mom has mentioned a lot, like how much she loves Robbie. And sometimes I get annoyed because I'm like, okay, he is not the second coming. Let's relax. But I understand it because all you want is for your children to be happy. You want them to find someone, you know, that loves them. And my mom always told me to find someone who loves you more than you love them. She did. She did. She did. And I did. I mean, I love Robbie, but like, he loves me. We all know. I don't even think that's like a, I low-key probably love him more, but I don't show it unless I'm ready to fight for him. Like, unless I'm ready to cut somebody, then I think you would realize. But I try to play it very cool, you know, 10 years in, but yet here I am still playing it like, 2012 like we just met and like I'm not checking for him and you're about to leave for school and I am not interested okay I'm going to college and I'm not paying any mind yet I'm stalking you 24 7 and hoping that you don't fall in love with anyone else but me it just is what it is so love that moment for Jen love Bill and we are getting to see a lot about her mother and understand her a little bit more and I feel like you know the last few episodes especially like the last two seasons her mom has been on she comes off very cold but now it's all starting to make sense and we'll get into that later um oh this is a point that I have that I made in my notes Jen's mom always brings up um I never saw that dad. dad was a great like my dad was a great father PSA being a good dad doesn't make you a good husband just because your father was great to you does not mean he was great to your mother does not mean that he was a great partner. And I think once, um, you know, like kids understand that about their parents, you kind of can't tell your mother or your father, vice versa, whoever is complaining about the other one about, no, he was great. He or she was great because like they were there for me. Like, okay, girl, I'm not talking about what he did for you. I'm talking about who he was to me as a husband and as a spouse and as a partner and as a a partner a partner is like think of don't think about like a marriage think about your partner in crime your go-to like that is what your spouse is supposed to be for you and if they're not that for you that that's not good so I think Jennifer kind of forgets that no one's talking about what kind your mother's not saying he was a bad father she's saying he was a bad husband and you're not kind of correlating the two like you're you're your core, actually, you are correlating the two and you can't because a father and a husband, their duties are very, very different. And you can be a good father, but you could be a bad husband. And that's just a fact. You can quote me on that. Um, actually, wait, we don't, we can, I thought, I don't know why I thought we talked more about, I'm looking at my notes and it's all about Jen. And her mom. And I thought they were at the end of the episode. I'm I'm not well. Okay. It's been a very long weekend. I've done a lot of bridal shower. Not bridal shower. What is it? What have I been doing? Weddings. I don't even know. Exactly. That's where my brain is. You see, I'm not even making sense right now. If this episode sounds dumb, I understand. And I don't. I'm not upset if you turn it off. Don't. I would appreciate if you listen to the whole thing. Because I have some really good notes. And I have some thoughts. But... You know, I know that the last 10 minutes have sounded a little unstable, which I am. And I understand that. So accept me at my work. As I used to say, Robbie, like, take me as, what was my thing to him? 
take me as I am or watch me as I go. That's what I used to say. Ah, I mean, what a line to say to someone at 22. And you know what? Still here. He's still here. Take me as I am or watch me as I go. That has always been my motto. Not even in relationship, like not even in like a spousal relationship and like in friendships like I am who I am I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say I'm being 100% honest with you I'm gonna be loud I'm gonna be me if you don't like it I'm shrugging because it's like what would you like me to do about it I we cannot be friends we cannot talk about it I could lie to you but I'm never gonna do that I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna give you the facts always always in all ways dropping some gems at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night. Okay, let's go in. Let's talk about Jen's parents. Okay, so we got the scoop on Jen. Also, I understood. We Okay, so when she first came on, what season was that? I don't know. But whatever season she was on, that first season, you know, she talked a lot about her culture, how she was from Turkey, how she had an arranged marriage. Her brother was having an arranged marriage. Excuse me for my yard. I'm so sorry. <sighs> you know, so we knew all of that. But... They didn't really talk about ages. So her mother dropped this bomb when she was kind of like confiding in Jen and being like, you know, explaining why she's so upset with her father and how he wasn't this great husband, how he never even just like if she wasn't feeling well, he didn't really take care of her. She was like, like if I was sick, he never brought me tea. And that's and I know that it probably sounds something I guess as a woman, I understand it. And I'm sure like to if you're either not in a relationship or if you haven't been in a long-term relationship, that seems like something so little, but it's really not. It's actually a really big deal. Like when you are sick, you are so vulnerable. You can't do, think about it. When you were sick, who took care of you? Your parents, right? Okay. So you have your, most likely your mom. So now you're with your significant other and they've been sick and you've taken care of them. And now you're sick. You can't do anything. And they can't even bring you like a warm cup of tea. After everything you do, you take care of your whole family and they just seem to not even care if you have something warm going down your throat when it hurts and it's sore. The disrespect will not be accepted. Okay, so she tells us that and then she tells us that she was 16 and her husband, Jen's father, was 26 when they got married. That's a 10-year gap, and it's not a 10-year gap of adults. It's a 10-year gap from a child to, like, he's not an adolescent, but, like, I'm 27, and I'm, like, not that bright. So, like, he wasn't, like, an old man, but, like, he was old enough. That was rape. It wasn't rape because, obvious. Well, low-key, if we want to get technical, she made it very clear. Jen's mother made it very clear she did not want to be with this man and her mother told her that it was a good suitor so technically this is very this is rapey territory yeah i don't want to say that he raped he didn't obviously rape her but it i'm uncomfortable let's just say that it's a very uncomfortable topic i get it is their culture i totally understand but it doesn't make it right. It is just, and, and then you understand this woman is, she is sad. She is tired. She has been through so much. And then she said that he moved, that she had her first child. And then he said, okay, yeah, let's move to America. 
So then, why am I yawning? Because it's 8 o'clock at night. That's why. And we all know I go to bed at 10. So I'm crashing. Anyway. So not only is this girl, because she's not a woman. She is a girl. This little girl, young girl, just 16 years old, has married this man. Because by 26, you've graduated college. So it's not even like he's in college and like you guys are still both studying things. Like he's not studying shit. Okay. He is a grown man with a full-time job, nine to five. He's been out of school for at least four to five years. Okay. That's disgusting. Anyway, you get married at 16 and then you have a child. Let's say she had, they didn't like give a timeline by that time, but I'm going to give it a year. Let's say she had a child by like 17, 18. And then he says, okay, no, we're going to move to America. You have no family. You have no friends. Do you understand what that feels like? As someone who likes to be alone, there are times where I'm like, okay, I need some human interaction. I need to be around other people and not children, not my husband, my girlfriends, my family. Like, I, my mindset can't even go there. Like, oh, and being that young, you know she wasn't talking back. You know she wasn't standing up for herself. She was in an abusive relationship. No, he probably wasn't. She said he wasn't physical, but he was emotional and mental. And honestly, not that that's worse than physical, but no one, I think it's, I guess it's, I'm going to say that it's worse because I feel like physical, I think people feel more, they, not that they feel worse for you, but like, I'll say this. It's easier to show physical. You know, if you have bruises, if you have some, that's easy for people to see. You're not around anyone. You have no family, no friends. So if he's like talking to you badly or being an emotional, emotionally or mentally abusive, who, that's hard to show and hard to prove. Even her own kids were living in that house and obviously don't like, well, I'm not going to say her kids, just Jennifer at this point is the only person. No, because your sister was on an episode and they were like, you don't understand why she's so angry. Girl, because your father sucks and y'all sitting here rubbing his back and taking care of him and feeding him every day. For You know what? For all we know, he was mentally and, phys- mentally and emotionally abusive to these kids and they don't even know. Because they're just used to that. That's what you think. That's what I learned in therapy. When you grow up in a certain type of environment, you don't know any different. So for all the for all Jennifer knows is her father was um, emotionally and mentally abusive to her. But she doesn't know that because she doesn't know anything different. She should, though, because it doesn't look like Bill's like that. If Bill is like that, let me tell you something. I am storming up to that huge, gaudy house, and I'm going to burn it down. It's going to be like... Um, Waiting to Exhale with Angela Bassett in that car. If you don't know what I mean, go watch it. Every woman's been there. And that would be me if Bill was any type of abusive to my Jennifer. We're burning shit down, okay? Um, so the conversation between Jen and her mother was, I, I just knew, so I knew something was wrong a few episodes ago where she was in the kitchen and she said she couldn't even call her grandson's name, which is named after her husband. Do you know how angry you have to be with a person to not even want to go see your grandson or say his name or be around? You, she didn't even go to Turkey to see her new fresh baby grandson out of the womb because she did not want to be around her husband. That's not someone who's stubborn. That's someone who literally doesn't even want to be around this person. So, yeah, some type of abuse was going on. And I don't, girl, I don't even need you to tell me what it is. I can tell by the way that you're acting that this man sucks. And 
maybe it's because Jennifer is in such a great relationship she can't imagine it but what I don't understand is if you can understand how Marge was talking super crazy to Joe when he got mad and you were like I would never you know what it is I know what it is because she can't imagine a woman talking like that to a man but if a man would speak like that to a woman maybe she wouldn't feel the same because of her culture you know I am should I go to school to become a therapist? No. I'm mentally unstable. I can't help anybody. I can barely help myself. Let's move on. I'm praying for Jen and her family, especially that mother. I hope that she's not going to divorce him because apparently their culture and they've already been married for 48 years, but she should. She really should. Okay. So then my quote, literally in my and my notes is this I'm talking about Jen's mom. This woman is tired. Shit's sad. It was. It was it was heartbreaking. I was heartbreaking watching that. I've been heartbroken anytime she's come on the screen this last season and cried because I could see the pain in her and I didn't think she was being dramatic. I was like, there's no way this woman is being dramatic. I just don't feel it. I didn't feel her being fake and phony. Speaking of, okay, so Marge goes out to lunch with Jackie and Melissa. Let me say this. Speaking and therapy, we're talking about therapy. Let's just, Marge needs therapy. It's obvious that like she is not over whatever happened in her childhood. I'm not going to read her book. I'll skim, skim like whatever's online about it. But whatever she saw growing up with her mother has really made her feel a type of way. And however she wants to be in her marriage makes her feel a type of way where she is just so angry with Jennifer. And I just don't get it. I, I don't... I, like, you need to work on yourself. If you are coming at this one person so hard, yes, Jenna is obnoxious and yes, she's loud, but like, honestly, she's not that bad. If you can be friends with Melissa, if you could see my face, then you can be friends with Jennifer. Like, I put Jennifer and Melissa, I would rather hang out with Jennifer. I think Jennifer is obnoxious. I think Melissa's obnoxious. I think um, Jen is showboaty. So is Melissa. But I would rather be around Jen. Does Jen say reckless stuff? Yeah, she does. But you know what? She's honest and she's real. She's not faking storylines. She's not being dumb. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I'd rather be around a real person. And I don't feel like Jen is putting on for the cameras. I feel like that's who she is. Like, at first, when it's not to compare because the other Jen. So Salt Lake City Jen is another one. I don't think she's putting. I really think she's mentally unstable. Now, I can't be around Jen from Salt Lake City because me and her would both end up in jail because I would definitely put my paws on her. But, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate the real of it all. You know what I mean? I don't want you to pretend like I, I would rather take Jen Shaw for who she is, unstable and all, than her be timid and quiet. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I want real. And Melissa doesn't give us that. So I don't get how Marge gets so upset with Jennifer. You know why? Because Jennifer calls her out. Nobody likes somebody that calls them out. I get it. Nobody wants to be called out. But I think Marge needs therapy. Um, also, the whole, was it brunch, lunch, whatever, Melissa, Jackie, and Marge had, the, they are the brokest dream team I've ever seen. Not like worth, not money, but like they think they're like this dream team and they're not. They suck. I would never want to be friends with them. Not one of them. Not even one-on-one. -on -one. They are so boring to me. They had nothing. Do you know what they talked about the whole time? They talked about, for two seconds, they talked about Marge and her mother and her book and Jennifer. And then they talked about Teresa. 
And then they tried to explain to Jackie about why you should drink pineapple juice for sex or if, like, you want your husband to go down on you. She's like, I don't know anything about that. Girl, we know. Okay? We are very aware. You don't know anything about oral sex. That's why you're in the situation you're in now. Maybe learn something. Watch a porno. I don't know. Do, do something. Because I can't. It's, I'm uncomfortable watching her. And it's obviously her and her, her husband cheats on her. So let's move on. Um... Oh, the psychic. That's the end of the episode, basically. But they were all freaking out. Like, they kind of did, like, the pan where they went to everybody's house. And, oh, Melissa, I can't. I don't know, because I can Catholic. Like, can I, can I, I don't know. Can I see a psychic? I'm fine with mediums, but I don't know if I can see. Girl, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No one literally gives one flying flirk of a flirk. I don't. I could care less. Then don't go. Stay home. Watch your kids. Try and have a baby that you claimed you wanted to have last season. Huh? I can't. And then Marge was like, I don't know. But let me show... It goes to Marge. She didn't even talk about the psychic. She goes, let me show you what Jennifer posted on Instagram. On her life. Girl, I don't care about that either. Okay, so she needs a housekeeper or a nanny or a maid or whatever she needs. That big ass house, I would need some too. My house is not that big. And I need a nanny and a maid and a housekeeper. I need all three. And it's only me and Robbie in here. And I don't even have furniture. But I need help. So I can imagine that after six kids, a husband, now her father lives there. The girl is tired. She's homeschooling people. Yeah, she needs someone to sweep once in a while. Is that okay? Are you upset because your husband still can't fix your house? You're upset. That's what you're upset about. Oh, because it's COVID and you're so privileged. Okay, yes to all of that. But at the same time, that's not why you're upset. Because honestly, I don't really care about that. Kim Kardashian flew 40 people to a private island. I gotta worry about that. I'm not worried about Jennifer whether she's looking for a housekeeper or not. Jennifer ain't that rich for me to be that upset with her. She's rich, but she. I'm more worried about how Kim Kardashian chartered that plane, took 40 of her friends, and why I wasn't one of them. That's what I'm worried about. And I'm also, you know what? Thank you, Jennifer. Maybe I'll put my application in. You know what? Maybe people are happy that she says she needed it. Do you know how many people probably got that job? How many people put in their resumes that got let go from house being a housekeeper or a nanny because people didn't need them anymore because. People that usually work are now working from home and probably were like, why are we paying you when we're home all day? So maybe look at like, you know, the pros more than the cons, Margaret. But you know, when you're jealous, that's what you do. You look at the cons. So Melissa also was annoying me. She kept talking about the psychic. When she got to the psychic, she was like, so do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? Also, she wasn't a psychic. She was a me. It's a medium slash psychic, but it seemed like she was talking to like the dead more like people that it passed on and then telling them what the people, those people were telling her. It didn't seem like she was kind of telling the future. A few people. I don't know. What do I, I don't, I don't know the logistics. I would just go to it. I, I wouldn't care. If you want to tell me something, tell me. I'll write it down. And if it happens, I'll call you to let you know you were right. That's about it. You know, I'm not taking it too crazy. So where are we? Oh, Dolores in the medium. I will say this. I could have told Dolores that David's not her soulmate. Uh, Bobo the Clown could have told Dolores that David is not her soulmate. Stevie Wonder could have told Dolores that David is not her soulmate. Fendi could have told Dolores 
David's not her soulmate. Robbie Leakes doesn't even watch the damn show. And he could have told Dolores that David is not her soulmate. Can I get an amen? Okay. So I wasn't shocked by that. What I was shocked by was that um, when <laughs> the medium told her something about a bow, boo-boo, boho, I don't know, a dog that had passed and gone was sitting with her grandparents or someone, Dolores lost her mind and started sobbing, which I understand because love Fendi, love him, would sob. But at the same time, sweetie, you're living, you got a whole, you have a whole house, a separate house, because you have, you still have your own house, it's very confusing, but you have a whole other house with David that you had Frank redo, that you have all your clothes in. And this woman just told you, he is not your soulmate. I don't need you to sob, but like, I need you to take a minute and be like, wow, maybe I need to reevaluate. Like maybe something needs to change. No, you were just like, you know, if David's not my soulmate, David's not my soulmate. Then what are we doing? That's my only issue with people. When you know that you're in a dead-end relationship and you stay in it, that's when I can't feel sorry for people. And we know I love my black Dolores. But it's very obvious that, like, Dolores is checked out of this relationship, but yet she's not going to break up with David. I don't know if she wants him to break up with... I, I don't know what needs to happen. I don't know if they have, like, a house underway and Frank needs to get paid for something and maybe David hasn't paid him yet. I don't know what's going on, but it seems very much as like she is no longer checked into this relationship and she doesn't even care to cry that this man she claims that she wanted an engagement from isn't her soulmate. She, she, it, she, she's not moved by it. Like it didn't move her, not one bit. It moved me more than it moved her. I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like it's sad if you thought, it's not sad because I obviously know that's not her soulmate, but I think it would be sad for her. And I was sad for her in that moment until I saw her reaction thinking like, oh, that's really sad when you think someone's, your soulmate and they're not that's like someone coming to me and be like robbie's not your soulmate and then it's like well wait a minute let me tell my mom to cut, stop cutting the checks to this place because what the fuck are we doing this if he's not my soulmate then what am i doing why are we having this huge wedding why i feel like him you think i would have done this and everyone ever i had this huge wedding i invited all these people and all this stuff like i would be sobbing like she was for the dog but she wasn't so what can we do um Oh, she also said that she sleeps with the dog's ashes. That was very alarming to me. Like, I love that. Like, when she, I needed more information. When you say sleep with his ashes, do you mean the ashes are in your bedroom? Which is already creepy, but okay, whatever. If it's on, like, your nightstand or, like, your dresser. But, like, or are you actually cuddling with the ashes in a bag? Because if it's in, like, one of those um, vases with a lid, like, that's not going to lay. I just need more information. Like, what do you mean you sleep with his ashes? Come back to me on that. I don't know. That was very, that made uncomfortable. This episode, this whole episode, I was uncomfortable. Um, oh, I shouldn't have rolled my eyes at this and then I'm going to close. Um, wrap this up really quick. I shouldn't roll my eyes, but like when the therapist started talking to Melissa and she brought up her dad, I rolled my eyes. I know that it's very bad. And I've never lost a parent, so I really shouldn't roll my eyes. But I just feel like we've been doing the storyline with Melissa and her dad. And, oh, he was the greatest. But then he cheated on her mom. But, like, they went down to the shore every summer. And it meant so much. Like, we've been talking about Melissa's father. Literally, it's come up every season. Every season since she's been on. She's been on since, like, season four or five. So it's like, I, there's only so much I can take. 
there's just only so much I can, I, I can't, and I know it was sad, I wasn't upset with her crying, I was just upset that I thought she was going, she didn't though, but as soon as it like, she said like, your father, have you lost anyone, da 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 da, and I was just like, uh, I was like, don't get her started, I literally wrote, don't get Melissa started on her dad, I did, I feel bad, Lord forgive me, I went to church to say, I repent, but that annoyed me, did think it was very nice that, you know, they showed her son as a wrestler and that he's 13, and obviously something's going to happen with that. Maybe he'll be the next John Cena. I don't know. Hoping the best for him. Love and light. Um, and then the episode, she also talked to Jen, but I don't really remember. I think the only thing I remember them saying about Jen was that she needs to, like, tell her mother that, like, her feelings are real. And, like, stop just, like, she even asked. The medium said, "Is your mother? does your mother feel as if she's an abused woman? And Jim's like, she does. And she said that, like, so normally. Like, I can't imagine somebody like, does your mother think she's abused? I'd be like, who told you that? I'm, like, Portia, who said that? Who said that? Jim's like, yeah, she does. So they need to work on that. I'm praying for that family. Um, And then the episode kind of ended with Jen's parents being together. Didn't really go well. She was yelling at him. She also, that's when she brought up the tea. Um, Bill tried to mediate. I didn't understand. I understand what he was saying, but it was like, Bill no not right now he was like you know you have to move on from the past and it's like yeah bill but she obviously hasn't even ever spoken about it and that's why we're here so sometimes i think people have to understand we can't sweep things under the rug sweeping things under the rug is how these big blowouts happen and how people like you become you look back and now you've been married to this man that you don't even love for 48 years and you're upset because he won't even get you a cup of tea. You know what I mean? So yeah, we have to sit in the past. We have to go to the past. Like, yes, it's a cultural thing, but like I was 16. I did not want to be married. I did not love this man. I told my parents I didn't even love this man, but they still told me I had to get married to him. Then I had a child. Then he uprooted my life, moved me to another country. And now here I am and I am unhappy. And now I'm old. And I think when women get to the point, like you get to a certain age and you're like, and now where am I going to go? Even though we can always go somewhere. Let me make that very clear. At 20, at 30, at 40, at 50, at 60, 70, 80, if you're still kicking 90, you can leave. You don't have to say boo. But I understand the mindset that society has put on us that, okay, well, now you're here. Now you're stuck. And now you're upset. And now you're angry. And you're the only person... She's not only angry at this man, she's angry at herself. But she can't be angry at herself because she was a child and she had, especially in her culture, she had no control over what happened. So, and now she's been in it too long. She has all these kids. She has all these grandkids. Where, in her mindset, where is she going? Where can she go? She doesn't feel like she can go anywhere. Her kids aren't even listening to her. They're taking her father's side. So now she's lost her kids. She has no one. She's in this country. She's alone. I bet you she doesn't even have Okay. That was too much. My mouth is dry. Taking water. And that ends it for this episode of Reality Recap. I've been getting so heated. I have been getting so heated lately on these episodes. Not even just the Reality Recap ones, the regular ones. And I don't know what's going on. I need to I need to get back in therapy. I think that's what it is. I, I just think, you know, I have, I'm planning a wedding. I have a new house. Like, there's a lot going on. Fendi pisses on shit every day. I'm going through a lot. But I'm wishing you all the best. You have a lovely week. And until next time, bye, guys. And that wraps it up for this episode of Janolaism. You know where to find us at Janolaism on Instagram. 
And please share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, oh, you're a droid user, sorry. But you can also listen on Spotify and, of course, Anchor.